Breaking news from the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. An item slash experience has been added to the groat. What? What? Right now, if you go to patmcafeeshow.com and purchase Pat McAfee, professional baseball player, for $5, the critics are raving about it. What did Esquire say about it, Diggs? Greatest comedic sports documentary of all time. The critics are raving about Pat McAfee, professional baseball player. And for $5 right now at patmcafeeshow.com, not only can you get the sports documentary of the year, you also get entered into the Grote, the greatest raffle of all time, which includes two Super Bowl tickets, mm. two World Series tickets, two WrestleMania tickets, $1,000 free play at mybookie.ag, $500 Visa gift card, a Lisa King-size mattress, a movement sunglass in water, a job shadow of Nick Moraldo, an autographed Adam Vinatieri jersey, an autographed baseball bat from the game, and now officially being added to the Grote, a bucket list item that will never be heard from anywhere else. Nope. You buy the Pat McAfee Show, Pat McAfee Professional Baseball Player Documentary. You're entered into the Grote, which now has a chance to golf with me and John Daly this <laughs> upcoming what? spring what? at. John Daly's home golf course, the Lion's Den. We will fly you there with a friend. We will put you up in a hotel there, and you will get to have a round of golf with me and John Daly. But, Pat, what if I already bought it? Am I still qualified for this round of golf with you and John Daly? Yes, you are. This is just another item to be added to the groat. So whenever we pull the raffle winners on October 16th, the person will win. The first person wins. They get to choose of any of the incredible raffle items. Then we'll pull another name. They get to choose any of the raffle items. This ends October 14th. Five dollars. Five dollars. Even if you don't want to watch the documentary. Which you should. Mm -hmm. People are enjoying it. Very good. 36 minutes of happiness. Basically an idiot being thrusted into a situation that I should have never been in. You will get a chance to win all these incredible prizes from the raffle items. Once again, a bucket list item has been added. A chance to golf with John Daly and myself in John Daly's home course at the Lion's Den. Flight included for you and a friend and hotel. Flight and boarding for a round of golf wow. in Darnell, Arkansas. What? For $5? $5. Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine both were on record last week as saying there's no way that this raffle could get any better, and yeah. they mm. were fucking wrong. Wrong. There it is. They're going to have to retract their story. I'll tell you what, golfing <laughs> with me and John Daly is a good time. Mm-hmm. You guys got to do it last year? Can confirm. <laughs> it's a good time. The trip's going to be booked for a certain amount of days. Add an extra day onto there. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get to this. It is Thursday, October 11th already. Already October 11th. It's already halfway through the great month of October. Halloween and the creepy little kids knocking on your doors just right around the corner. (laughs) With that being said, today's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, if not months, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Don't be a punter. Get in the game. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Diggsy, you love those. Big, big, big parlay guy. You pick three teams to win at least, and if you hit all three, you could turn 100 into 600. 
That's a lot. It's not a bad that's day. Six hundred percent increase. Good ROI there, Todd. <laughs> There's so much to bet on: playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. And years. They've got a great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're on the sideline, now is the time to get in the game. MyBookie will still match your deposit, first deposit, dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to MyBookie right now and double your money. Use promo code PAT, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code PAT. You play, you win, you get paid. Very thankful for my bookie pay for this goddamn studio. <laughs> very, very, very thankful. We are also brought to you by Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the high quality, healthy protein that you can trust. 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken, heritage bred pork. That's old world pork before they bred out all the fat and flavor to make it the other white mm-hmm. meat. AKA, this is the pig's way, the way they were meant to be. Amen. Mm-hmm. ButcherBox is incredibly convenient. It's delivered right to your door on dry ice. Whoa. Love that. Free shipping anywhere in the 48 states. Sorry, Hawaii, Alaska. You're going to have to pay for the shipping, but right here in the continental U.S., free shipping. It has unbelievable taste. There's a huge difference in taste between animals raised on the pasture Mm -hmm. and those fed grain and concentrated animal feedlot operations. Mm -hmm. It's exclusive and hard to get. Outside of ButcherBox, this type of high-quality meat is hard to find. Yeah. You gotta go to the American um, American Plains to find that. It's where I'm from. It's where we got this buffalo from. I'll tell you what, it's very difficult to find this meat. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So where's Waldo times four thousand? <laughs> You'll just find good meat out there on the street. Uh, no. no, no. You gotta dig. You can find them feedlot operation meats anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywhere. Dime a dozen. Yeah, anyway. Dime a dozen. For those who live in food deserts, it's near impossible. For those who live in big cities with expensive supermarkets, <clears throat> Whole Foods, our prices <laughs> and variety are hard to beat. Get $20 off plus free bacon in your first box by going to ButcherBox.com and using code PAT at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com code PAT at checkout to get $20 off plus free bacon. Also, you order this time of year, you use that dry ice that they ship it with. For Halloween. Oh, yes. oh. Witch's Cauldron. Yes. Who? Yeah. Witch's Cauldron. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Put in a little pot. Witch's Let brew. Steam up. Yeah, if you got kids and need to participate in this, go ahead and use that. Do that. I do not. First we were in the blender, <laughs> and now we're helping people. Look at us. So go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code PAC. Get 100% bonus on your first deposit. Let's get some money. Diggs will give you some quick picks sure. at the end of this yep. uh, show. Mm-hmm. And then butcherbox.com. Promo code PAC. Get $20 off all this incredible meat plus free bacon delivered right to your doorstep. And I'll tell you what, ad reads used to be complicated and confusing, not anymore. (laughs) Ty Schmidt prints them up on a piece of paper for me. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's very Mm -hmm. nice of Ty to do that. We got a printer here in the office. We're like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, good printer. It's pretty good printer now too. Solid printer. It's well, fast. It's on a <laughs> yep. It is. It, we had like a little home printer there for a while. <laughs> it ran out of ink too quick. Printed it shook too the whole slow. table it was, too. It was tough. <laughs> printed too slow. It was like a trip back to the dark. It really was dark ages with that printer. Now we got a new one because we're a real high quality operation yep. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that being said, having a printer. That is really good. Makes things not so complicated and confusing. And having an app like SeatGeek makes the ticket buying experience absolutely easy and fun. Very fun. fun. Underrated amount of fun. It is because you put in your amount of money you want to spend, your budget, and SeatGeek go ahead and scans every other ticket buying 
platform to make sure you get the best bang for your buck, the best ticket you could possibly get to go to a Broadway show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Comedy show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like that. Professional baseball game. Ooh. Ooh. Hockey game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you want to. NFL game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Basically, anything that there's a ticket to go to, SeatGeek will find the best ticket for you, for your best bang, for your buck. That's because SeatGeek is your friend in the ticket buying business. And the SeatGeek app is simple. All you need to do is two taps. Two taps. And you get tickets. And you get tickets. And you use promo code PAT today, you get $10 off your first purchase. You use promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first purchase. We need the rich people to use PAT, get $10 off. We need the people with a little (laughs) self-awareness here. If you need $20 off, use McAfee. Go to SeatGeek for all of your ticket buying needs. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience it live. Good question. It's October 11th. Let's have a goddamn day here. We got Rich Eisen calling in here at the end of the show. Oh, Can't right. wait to chat with the voice of the NFL. I was in his green room, okay, mm-hmm. in his studio, and there's the actual letter. I think it was from Paul Tagliabue mm-hmm. whenever he was hired to be the NFL Network's, I think, first anal- I think he was the first hire by the NFL Network, and that letter is, like, framed in his green room, and I was just looking at it, reading it, and I was like, that's probably a little piece of history right there. He was the guy who started NFL wow. Network. He was the guy who let me have an hour on his radio show, <laughs> which nobody, <laughs> nobody has ever offered up to do. What a power move, though, just put it in the green room and show it to everyone that comes in. Yeah, the, the green room is very nice, by the way. Well, that's like when you when you become a doctor, you hang it in your office. You hang it to everyone's seats. <laughs> Credentials. We'll, we'll talk to him about that, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. We will chit-chat with him about all the things NFL, behind the scenes. The NFL Network went through a pretty big uh, controversy there for a while. Mm-hmm. And Rich Eisen's name... Very clean, very professional, yeah. voice of the NFL, and he's doing nothing but just carrying shows. His Sunday morning, he's up at 4 a.m., by the way. For, I can imagine. Oh. Well, because he's, he's in L.A., right? He's and a, show, what, to start at 9? Uh, yeah, 9 I think, Eastern? So I think 6 a.m. 6, yeah, 6 yeah. a.m., he's up and at him, having mm-hmm. to hype everybody up about uh, NFL Sunday. And then Super Bowl day, I think he's on air for 16 hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is absurd. And he does his show every single day. Mm-hmm. That man is a machine, and he's very nice to me. I can't wait to chat with him. The NFL is a wild world right now. It really is. It's got people taking making extreme takes that I've never heard before. Philadelphia Eagles fans are going back to losing their mind because their team <laughs> won the Super Bowl last year, and now they might not win it this year. So the, slump. so the Eagles are back. Philadelphia fans are back. Mm-hmm. And there was a local news guy, Fox, the local news Fox guy, said that the Philadelphia Eagles, the reason why they're losing is because they're still having sex, mm-hmm. and they need to go on a fast, he said, mm-hmm. a fast in the bedroom so that they <laughs> perform better. Now listen, this is something that old heads always think. Yeah. They're like, this is, uh, you can't have sex because you lose all your, your juice, Correct. basically. You lose Testosterone. all your... Yeah, and I think, what was that show, the two guys, they did science experiments, Mythbusters. Myth- yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. They did it with a boxer, a professional boxer. Oh, they busted this? Yeah, and yep. it turned out, whatever you nuts... There's uh-huh. more testosterone in your really? body. There's more everything like that. Well, I that. know for about 10 seconds, it's the clearest thinking you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I just? I shouldn't have. Maybe run one out on third and 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that tent's for on a side. <laughs> the on the side I've been line. saying it for weeks. There is. I'm waiting for a, on Pornhub to pop up a porn parody of that fucking football sideline tent. There has to be, there has some to be a football cheerleader sideline tent porn uh, parody popping up soon if it doesn't i'm thinking about directing why does sex get attacked so much though by the way i don't know cause i didn't i thought it was the opposite like you said like the Mythbusters. i had a hockey coach when i was younger when i was like 15 we were at a tournament uh-huh. he was like if you're anxious if you're nervous just go jerk it 
He yeah, said, like, but don't. Uh, he said, do it like an hour before the game so your knees don't get there's weak. There's something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> we all learned that when we were young from something. There's something about Mary. Yeah. yeah. Ben Stiller jerked uh-huh. off before the date. Yeah. I, I, That's I, a different reason, though. No, but I mean, is it, though? The principle is the same. I just don't understand it, really. I don't get it. I, I think this is a guy that whenever he has sex, Right, he is so confused when it happens. He said it. He said it fogs your mind. It does. A, who, Bob? Who? Is, I think it clears your mind more than anything in history. Just what Dick said. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking, like in his case, if he is, if you're not a man that has sex on the regular. And you do have sex, you are kind of in a fog for a few, a few hours at least. Like, yeah, whoa, man, what just happened to yeah, me? Like, let's that assume cool. that the Super Bowl champion Eagles aren't virgins. No, no, None I of them. That. Not really a one of them. Let's assume that is the case. It's a... Um, we need Foxy here Wentz for some insight. For virgin insight? <laughs> Little virgin sight? I, I do uh, believe that all defensive players sense. should not have sex during the season because they'll be so angry. You say a little pent up. Yeah, yeah, pent up. Great. They'll be like the 85 Bears. Defense. It would be the greatest defense of all time. Uh, you yeah, think the '85 Bears defense was having no sex? Yeah, that's how they got through the whole year. Oh, they were doing the Super Bowl shuffle, not having sex right after that. You think they were You're just shuffling around with uh, loaded? And that's they how got they got a music video out in the '80s. They were yeah. banging everything. You everything. That's not even possible. It. I don't believe it. Because if love- you go, you go that long without having sex, you're you're running the risk of just popping up one of those one of those random boners, and you can't have that on the field <laughs> no. as an adult. I don't know. I haven't happened since like seventh grade when I saw a whale tail. But like, you never know. Seventh grade, dummy, bro. There was a time here in the Colts probably not as an history. Adult, yeah, there as an adult, you probably haven't had one. Let's assume that you and your dick. Are on the same but um, there was a time in history here with the Bob and Tom show where they said no trim until the Colts win. Yeah, and I the that. Colts didn't win for like fourteen weeks, <laughs> and the Bob and Tom folks. It was like a big. It wasn't the players themselves. It was the fans who were saying no sex until the Colts. Oh, were basically. So you're talking about like beard I, trim. Well, I didn't know what trim meant either, but it was their Get big a piece of trim. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I don't know. No trim. No, no trim till the Colts win, and the Colts punished the whole city for like fourteen <laughs> weeks. Nobody had sex. But you the, guys met up. We're like, let's fuck these guys over so uh, bad. The thought of that's being the reason why somebody like this guy was dead serious when he was mm. talking this, by the way. This local news guy, Fox in Philadelphia. I thought he said oh, yeah. he was an ex player as well. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he yeah. thought he had it all figured out. He's like, oh, we're two and three back against the wall. Got to take drastic measures. No more pussy. <laughs> I don't think that's the answer. But you, can you imagine, though, like an NFL player, especially if you go that long without sex and how frustrated your brain gets, they would get in so much trouble on social media. Hitting that. up, fight, you know what I mean? Because that's where your brain goes well, then you, when you're a young then guy. You're not, you're, then your head's not in the playbook. Your head's in DMs. And that's even worse. Yes. I would say that that could be the reason why people are losing, by the way, is the access to yep. uh, relations yep. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a much bigger thing than actual sex. If we could talk about all the other stuff, I think there's a lot of distractions in the world these yeah. days. Yeah. A lot of distractions. I can't even imagine as a professional athlete the amount of distractions. Watching that young generation come in the locker room, it was wild. This was when Tinder was just starting up and shit. It was wild watching these dudes just plow through their phones with right swipes. I I ain't never seen anything like it. I ain't never seen anything like it. Guys are getting catfish left and right, by the way. Guys are getting cat. Everybody made fun of Manti Teo or whatever Mm -hmm. for getting catfish. R.I.P. to her. Tip of the iceberg there, I'm sure. Yeah, everybody. Because you come to a new city, you come to a new city, and you know nobody. 
absolutely nobody. You're trying to maybe hook up with somebody, and all you see is just this little picture of somebody on the internet. So you swipe right, you have a full conversation, you meet up, and then somebody, I mean, that person could have looked like that person in the photo at some point until they fell down the what the fuck happened to you tree (laughs) and hit every branch down the end of it. And then at that point, the guy has to be like, well, am I a terrible person here? Do I continue to do this? Or do I tell them that they lied right to my face? And then you just have catfishing situations happening all, all over the place. This one guy came to our team. I won't say his name. He had a lot of money, though. And he came to our team, and he said, man, I'll tell you what. These Midwestern people are supposed to be nice. All these bitches lying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, never- I, was, I was like, what do you mean? He said, man. All these girls giving me like their photo when they were like maybe nineteen or twenty. <laughs> I, I, these thirty year olds are showing up in my place and man, they they look terrible, Pat. <laughs> he said, but who's the bad person? Me or them? Dude, who's the bad person here? They're lying to me. But then if I was to tell them when they got to my house, like, what the fuck is you? <laughs> I'm the bad guy now. So I got to do it just for, so I'm a good guy. And then they leave. And now I got to deal with what I just did. I thought I was having sex with an eight or a nine till a two showed up. And then I wanted to be a ten person. So I did it. And I had to get them out of here. But Pat, they all lying over here in the Midwest. I lost it. I started crying laughing it was in like the training room and i i've been wifed up basically my entire life so it's it's one of those things where i i never really got to see it all happen but boy i was enjoying it i was enjoying it so much because it can happen it really can happen everybody makes fun of manti uh-huh. tail and they're like all oh, these professional athletes what? you can't just meet people out in public it's like uh, to be honest, it's yeah. very difficult to do that whenever you have a lot of money because you have no clue what people's intentions are. Mm-hmm. You have no clue at all. You have it, it's it's not only just the opposite sex, by the way, or if you're a homosexual of the same sex, it's friends too. You have no idea what anybody wants in this world anymore. It's very difficult, I think, for guys to find actual love. Yeah, it's a real shame. I agree. It's a I real am, shame. I'm a thousand percent on the same page as you, except for Manti Teo, I believe, was like crying that she was dead and was yeah. going to go to her funeral when she wasn't real. Like, never met her. He was in love, man. Yeah, he did fall in love. He was a hopeless romantic. What do you want from the guy? Uh, My, I think that whole thing got spun out of control because he wanted to make his family proud. He wanted to make his family proud because his yeah. family thought he fell in love. So then he had one lie, had to lead to another, which had to lead to another, which led to another, which led to him crying, which led to an ESPN special, <laughs> which led to uh, him just getting embarrassed yeah. in front of the whole world. And he's still in the NFL, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still playing in you'll the see, NFL. I'll see him pop up on a Sunday here and there with a tackle. I think he's on the Saints right now. Yeah, He was last time I saw him, yeah. He's, I think he plays plays. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, one First three downs, he was on the field. It wasn't a, f- a special teamer. He's still in the mm-hmm. league. Poor man, tight day. I wonder why, when he, if he's dating now or what his status is. <laughs> it's going to be learn. tough. I felt so bad for him, though. Status, it's complicated. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that the same year that they also lost by like 45 oh, yeah. the national yeah. championship? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was right after. the was a tough ga- time for Notre Dame. The there. game was. was right after the ESPN special about his love with Leia Kakui or something like that. Uh, Did they, they ever they find out who was his... fucking with him? Yeah. yeah. It was just some guy. Yeah. Just Bible some like, guy in San Diego. Oh, that's in San Diego, and then he gets drafted to the Chargers, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it might have been California. I don't know if it was San Diego specifically, but yeah, he just just some random guy. That's wild, bro. You got to feel bad. I told the story a couple times where I caught a catfisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because I knew that there's no way that picture should have been that interested in me <laughs> in the state of life that I was in. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. I called 
it out on it. I called it out on it after uh, a dream I had. And then, bang, a couple years later, old Nev on the Catfish show catches the bitch. Yep. And it was some lady in a trailer in Ohio when it was supposed to be a, a blonde lady in Houston. Oh, it was like, hey, next time you play the Texans, come by and see me. I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. And then it just kept going. And I was like, ah, this seems like somebody from Houston should not be. I am not good <laughs> enough at playing. I am. Nobody has a clue who I am. There's no reason this person should be this interested. And I honestly had a dream where I was walking through the airport and I, some old hairy man i had to borrow his phone and i grabbed his phone and his phone was that lady's twitter account like on the phone and i woke up and i was really like Whoa, she is not a blonde from houston she is a fat hairy man in the airport <laughs> and i sent her a message i sent her a whole message that said um i know you're a catfish so when you write your book about catfishing people, because there was other professional athletes that she was interacting with. I saw it on her thing. So when you write your book, I would like at least a chapter of how Pat McAfee caught your fucking catfishing ass. <laughs> and then I blocked her. That was it. Last conversation. And then a couple years later on Catfish, this same picture, same lady was caught. Wow. And it was a moment of, it was the most vindicated I've ever, I maybe ever in my life have I felt. Because there for a while, a couple of my friends, like on the team, they saw the, this lady. They're like, Pat, you gotta follow through here. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, this is why. There's no reason she should be interested in you, not in me. <laughs> and it was just a, it was a magical situation. It, it's out there. This world is a catfishing world. Right? There was a period of time here where I thought we were just huge in Russia with Russian women <laughs> who no speak good and want to have the sex. Uh, and then come, I realized they were all Russian bots. Yeah. Come on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those tweets are the best. Now, we know, okay, so uh, athletes, because of their money and fame, uh, are, are targeted a lot by catfishing. Mm -hmm. But uh, how many, like, personal experiences do you have with other players that were targeted, like, by financial? Everybody. Players? Dwight Freeney lost like thirty million or something like that. Holy I, shit! I, I, I don't. Yeah, it was like thirty million. It was something. They just get wrapped up in scams. Like it's why I. Scams it's why stuff. I never have a financial. Like, <laughs> people always think I'm the most like uh, reckless with my money, but to be honest, with the stories that I've heard. I feel like I'm being the smartest without having a professional go ahead and use my money to do whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Those Ponzi schemes are so easy for people to fall into. Ooh. And then the financial advisors, they're always talking so far over your head. Like, oh, we're going to invest in this. We're going to invest in this. Oh, what happened? Oh, you lost $2 million, but we'll get it back. It's like, well, you need to put more money in. It's always like on a, hoop, on a loop because in the financial world, I'm, I'm somebody who went to college – Kind of, I attended <laughs> I attended a college, but you're never taught about the financial world. You're never taught about the market. Professional athletes aren't talked about. You're not talked about anything like that. So when a financial advisor comes in, you're like, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get in a couple options. We're going to go into a couple funds. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And it's somebody in a suit that looks official. You're, it's a catfish. It's a catfish mm -hmm, yeah. situation where you're like, oh, this guy seems legit or a girl seems legit. Let's go ahead and give them. Let's let these people who have been trained with money handle my money. Right. And when you have millions and millions of dollars, you're like, yep, I, I want to be able to keep this forever. And you just hand it over. And then that money... It's like Dane Cook lost $7 million, I think, from his half-brother or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, there's just stories and stories and stories of rich people just losing their money. And Dwight Freeney was a guy, I think he lost $30 million because of a bad financial Holy advisor. Shit. Yeah, it was just it was something like that along those lines. In the year before I got into the NFL, the whole market crashed. 
mm-hmm. too. So everybody lost all their fucking money. So I very much was very scared to get in bed with any financial advisor because I just I've heard these horror stories of it all being bullshit. And then whenever they're like, "Yeah, invest in the stock market." Now's the time, by the way, because it just crashed. And I'm like, "Yeah, but wh- what if that happens again?" Yeah. Like everybody lost oh, every fucking dollar they had in there, uh-huh. and they're like, "Nah, get back in. Come on, back in." And then you watch Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, no way am I doing that." <laughs> I'll just buy wrestling rings at 4 a.m. with my money, and at least if I lose it all, I know where it's gone, and I've enjoyed it, as opposed to just hearing about it in an email, like, oh, we lost $2 million yesterday. I know we talked about this before, though. We but lost like, $2 million. Like, if colleges offer that class for, like, athletes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is it manageable for players to manage their own money? Like, do they not need anybody? Some. Like, yeah, you would still need guys to do taxes, because when you're in the NFL, or girls, sorry, that I say guys as a... Gender neutral term. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. Because taxes in the NFL. So like Phil, the guy that's here, Phil, my literally one of my best friends since kindergarten. He was an accountant coming out of college. He was my accountant my rookie year. Okay, he's 22, 23 years old. And in the NFL, when you pay taxes, if it's an away game, you have to pay taxes in that state, that city and that county, plus your city, your county, because you're getting paid by a team from that. Mm. So you have to pay like five taxes on yeah. those things. So there's no class that I could take overnight and learn how to figure no, out. That's a full accounting degree. And by the way, Phil, he didn't fucking know. He went to four years of accounting mm. stuff and he had to learn all this stuff as a full time job. So it's taxes are something I don't think that players could figure out themselves because it's. That's a full-time, you got to look into everything, who's fucking you over, let alone when you play in Canada or England. Now you got to deal with a international tax plus their city and county taxes. I don't think that taxes would ever be something that somebody could figure out. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, smart financial decisions, I think that that could help like, out a lot. Like what a mortgage is and stuff like that. Like the- Yeah, 30-year mortgage, how much you should be putting mm-hmm. down, what's the percentage that you should be getting fucked between, on interest rate, that type of stuff. Difference between leasing and buying, stuff like that. Yes, I think those are the little things that guys could learn, mm-hmm. but the taxes and stuff like that and how to invest in the stock market, maybe you can get some tips, but honestly, I've heard that's all just you yeah. get lucky, basically. It's, it's roulette. So I, I, I've always been on the team that I am not going to rent. I am going to buy, right? I've always been, I'm not just going to let this apartment company just suck money out of me, and then at the end of it, I get nothing out of it. Now, granted, I was in a position where I knew I probably wasn't going to get cut, too, unless I completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. So it's there's always different methods. It's just, for me, the professional athlete course that is not offered to athletes in college, I think, is complete bullshit. I think that is something that they should do. And it sounds so terrible to be like, oh, you want these kids to go to professional athlete class? It's better than an athletic coaching education degree where they're, te- <laughs> they're learning how to blow a whistle or yeah. a motion picture <laughs> degree where they're learning how to judge a movie that they'll never watch. It's at least giving them a little bit of... Because you've got a lot of people that don't even know how to fucking read getting into colleges, mm-hmm. however they're doing it. Guys mm-hmm. getting into college, and then they're getting pushed through college, whether you like it or not. They're getting pushed through college because they're incredible on the football field. And then, boom, when it's done, if they don't make the NFL, they're fucked. Yeah. If they do make the NFL, they're fucked, too, because they have no idea what to do with it. Yeah, they have to manage millions of dollars now. That's, like, a hard thing to do. What a first-world problem that sounds yeah, so like. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's a real thing. Well, but, not even athletes. Like, I wish, like, the rest of us would have had just a life class, like, with all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's helpful to everyone. I life think. should be a major. It should be, yeah. actually. Life should be a major because you're not... 
You're not taught about all these dumb things. Like, man, you know, it'd be nice if I would have taken a handyman class. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as a kid, <laughs> I should have. I made a birdhouse. <laughs> hey, I made a fucking birdhouse. I respect no, that. Didn't. I yeah. respect that in a lot. Shop class, and then in uh, home ec, we made a, a tote bag. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Those <laughs> things are so stupid. But I'm talking like I. I should know how much. Like I want to get my uh, my dad who's a handyman, mm-hmm. but I just I had ADD, so I didn't stick around and do it. But in college, it would have been nice to get like a heads up on. Okay, if you're gonna get your floor done. How much should it cost? Yeah. Like, I should have a guesstimation of a price. Because I'll have somebody come give me a quote for floors, and it's like 45 grand. And then another quote will come in, and it's like 11 yeah. grand. <laughs> and then another one will come in, and it's like 20. I'm like, what? Is this 11 grand? <laughs> that much shittier than the four? Like, how is this? And it's all because people see the size of my house. They know who I am. They're trying to fuck mm-hmm. me over, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's something I could have never thought was going to happen in my life growing up with Tim and Sally McAfee that somebody was going to be attempting to fuck me over at every single corner of my life. I never really thought that was Where possible. a college will require you to take some class like 13th century painting. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm never going to use that ever again. Ever. How about ever. you? We literally you had a class where they, they, would would show, they would show paintings on the board and you had to know what mm-hmm. yes. painting it was. I took Renaissance art. Yep. Me See, too. It was everybody terrible. had to Pretty take easy. That. Well, how, well, how about my lady, though, right? She has to go change the oil or something, mm-hmm. and they see that it's a, a my lady, so they try to take advantage of upcharge everything with the air filter, the oil, all that shit. That's just a class that could be very basic. Like, hey, whenever you go in there, this is what it should be. This is what you're looking for. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. That is a class that would be very beneficial, I think, for humans, but... The way it'll be viewed is, oh, you're too stupid. You don't know what that is. <laughs> that's why I it's love like, the- no, I'm not a fucking expert in what oil I should be getting yeah. in my goddamn car. That's why I love the Google machine. <laughs> Saved a lot of people. If you just do a little Google before you go to know you're getting fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have this person who's a professional no, working, no, know. you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. very difficult to not be like, you know what? You're the professional. Just like what happens with guys with money, with their handing their money over to a guy wearing a suit. It's like, you know what? You're the professional. Let me go ahead and do it. Yeah. But you got hustlers in every single profession these days. It's it's a wild fucking world. Wild world. I wish I would have been... I now I wish I would have paid attention more to my old man whenever he was doing handyman shit at the house. Yeah, we're a, all in that position. I wish yeah. I would have paid attention more, <laughs> but also I wish I would have maybe. You know, granted, my life was all sports, but ventured out into these different things as a kid to like be like, okay, yeah, I'm getting fucked over there. Like windows. There's another thing. When you buy a house, you're gonna need windows, and when they come in to like give you a quote. I had a, I think it was a $8,000 difference between two quotes. And I'm like, how, 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 one window <laughs> right there and one window right there. How can you two be so far off? And yeah. it's strictly, and then you start thinking, right? You're like, okay, is this cheap one going to, am I going to have to redo it again? Is that why the price is this? Mm-hmm. Or is it because that expensive one's trying to fuck me over you know what I mean? you never there should be a cl- i think there should be a class for that because mm-hmm. i could have never guessed that i'd be living this life that i'm in i'm very very fucking lucky but boy <laughs> at any given term i'm getting my fucking back just stabbed by people you <laughs> should uh from now on you should catfish your house so like show them a smaller house and be like how much does it cost for like flooring and stuff see here's why you need that class because they come <laughs> yeah, it's called an estimate. They yeah, measure. Yeah. I just got nepped. Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. nepped. No, no, you, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they come to, and they actually have to measure yeah. it. So it's like, like his kitchen would need way more tile than my kitchen. You know what I mean? You can't so just you, take you, a yeah. picture. Yeah, they have to come and oh, measure poor it. Poor Zito. Oh. I try. To, I try not thinking them. This is why we need the class. This is why you need the class. The <laughs> no, life not for class. That, I don't think. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if there's enough glasses. <laughs> you just need to know. I, I, a lot of the NFL guys you talk to, it seems like the ones that, that are doing well I mean, seem to. Well, of course, your friends are kind of veterans, but so they're a little more savvy. But it seems like they're investing in real estate seems to be the mm-hmm. thing now. Or start their own business. Well, real estate, there's never going to be any more of it, right? Right, yeah. So real estate is always going to be good because mm-hmm. there's never going to be any more of it. Right. The issue, I was in a real estate business there for like a year, flipping houses. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't like HGTV. You're not just going to put turn over 200 mm-hmm. grand in a week mm-hmm. because you flip a house. It was actually the complete opposite. I was making like 2,000 bucks a house. But then with all the fees, bing, bing, boom, I'm like losing $400. I'm like, how did I do what just happened right there? But real estate is, the, the thought is, there's never going to be any more of it. Right. So you get real estate, you'll have that forever, you'll mm. never miss on everything. Right now, I own like three, four houses right now, right? right. That'll never go away. So yeah. if this all comes crashing down, I could sell my houses, I'm mm-hmm. good to go. But real estate seems to be the safest bet. Right. But if the housing market goes down again, then you're fucked. Then you have to just sit on it and wait on it and wait on it. Mm-hmm. That's a long play, I think, more right. than anything. Yeah. But I'm an instant gratification guy. I want to hit a scratch off right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to hit that scratch off right, mm-hmm. motherfucker. That's what's so attractive. Some dude in a flashy suit comes in with the and he talks really well and he tells yep. some 23 year old dude with who just $5 got million five million dollars. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you want to turn that into ten? It's happened to these three people. And they're like, yeah, it really did. But that's the thing about Ponzi scheme. The first ten people to invest pay off big they always make the last 100 get fucked also even if they're a legit financial advisor it's you're still rolling the dice because if they're putting in the market it like you said it could crash at any time it's a just keep it going Mm -hmm. around it's mm-hmm. carnival. Fugazi. Fugazi. Just keep them going. Mm-hmm. Keep them on the ride. Because all they lose when that happens to them is a client. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it. It's that's like Mike it. Tyson's nut was like uh fourteen to twenty million a year or something. That was the, how much it cost to be Mike Tyson because of his house and everything. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as soon as Don King stepped in and took some of that, yeah. Well, and also the big thing in taxes, right? Mm -hmm. You never learn about taxes until you have to pay taxes. And I don't want to sound like a woe is me because the amount of money I made is absurd. But coming from where I come from, there was never a thought that this was going to happen. So I never paid attention to it. Ever. Never, ever paid attention to it. And then when it hits you in the face, you're like, wait, I'm only making what? I thought we were making. Hey, I thought we were in agreement. I was making this. Hey, well, the government is also. (laughs) (laughs) The government is also making I never really thought about it much until getting to know you, really. But like, let's take Conor McGregor, for instance. One million dollar payday for that boxing match with uh, Mayweather. hundred million. So... 100 million. So immediately, boom, he's down to 52 50, million. Right? From 52 taxes. to what? 53 million. Because yeah. of taxes. And then he's got overhead with paying his camp and all that stuff. So say he walks out of there with. That's why he signed a 30, five million. <laughs> yeah, it's like 40, probably 40 yeah. million, 35, 40 million. Which yeah. is which an incredible is amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Absurd amount of money. But in your head, you hear 100 million. Yeah. So then whenever you really start doing the math, it's like, you know, actually, probably 35, 40 million is what he's actually making, which is, mm. by the way, that's enough money to retire incredible. forever. Yeah. 35, 40 million. Mm-hmm. It's just like that goddamn Carl Nassib guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, if you have $1 million and you invest it at a 10% interest rate. He's putting his money in CDs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody making that money anymore you fucking idiot I, I almost lost my I almost threw something at the TV listening to this guy talk I'm like if it was only that easy Carl yeah. if that was what everybody would do right. but yeah that's why and in my head I went in my head I have a number mm-hmm. that I think I could get to and I'll be able to retire forever without having to invest with anybody yeah. right. just being able to put myself on a yearly salary buy a house have a yearly salary keep it moving for, live forever mm-hmm. 
that one fight he did with Floyd Mayweather would definitely get me to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I started boxing, you know, for like a week. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But it is a wild world. It is a very, very wild world. And you just, you kind of just, you walk into the blender almost and it's like, okay, here we are. And you also have to focus on being the best in the world at your job. Mm -hmm. So now you have to worry about your family, right? Because you got a family you have to right. take care of that never could have guessed you were going to be here. Right. Then you also have to worry about your job because if you don't worry about your job, you're going to get cut. None of this money is going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then in the off season, you got to deal with the family. It's just a why. There needs to be a professional athlete course. There really <laughs> needs to be a professional athlete course. I don't know why there isn't. You got all these colleges that are getting caught up in all these fraudulent corruption cases where they're giving people degrees. They're mm -hmm. giving you could actually do some good if we're not going if we're going to give them fake degrees anyways. Why don't we at least give them a little bit of knowledge that they'll be interested in too? By the way, mm -hmm. I think if you would have told me when I'm 18 years old and mm -hmm. I never went to any fucking classes in college, I did. I just didn't because it was <laughs> communication shit. I have a very good memory. So I would just cram shit in, take the test, pass. I was on the all Big East academic team like four or five <laughs> years straight almost, four years straight. Never attended a class. So it was a challenge myself. I really yeah. challenged myself. But if you were to give me a course where somebody was going to come in and be like, okay, this is what's going to happen if you make it to the league. You're going to get this. You're going to get this. You could do this. You could do that. That'd be something I'd be very fucking interested in, I think. I think so. because All right, so in my head, and I, cause I'm going to ask you this, I don't know what really exists in the NFL for this, but in my head, I would think that when the NFL uh, kick him out of college and he's drafted by a team, that the NFL takes, would take all the rookies and say, hey, there's a, a two-month thing you need to come to, and it, it's basically schooling on how symposium. to be rich. Yeah, does handle. symposium cover Sym any of this? Symposium's a three-day thing. But it's three days. Yeah, what are you going to learn in three days? Well, Andrew, forced to be there. It's an mm -hmm. obligation. I don't think this is the NFL I don't think this is an NFL thing. And Chris Carter's just yelling about Chris Carter's get, get, yelling get fall, at us. Man. Well, Chris Carter yelled at my group because uh, we didn't have enough respect for the older guys. And we're like, bro, we've been here for three days. We you shut the fuck up. <laughs> we were, I, I got a chance to talk to Chris later in my career, and I like Chris mm -hmm. personally after talking to him. But, boy, I hated him from that symposium on because he, somebody asked a question. was like, uh, Mr. Carter, how do we get respect in the locker room, or how do people appreciate us? He was like, you know what's wrong with you? And he just starts like looking at the whole room, and we just got drafted like a week ago. <laughs> and we're looking around, and this is our last speech after – 72 hours of being yelled at by all mm -hmm. these people. And he tells us, we don't respect anybody. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> I know I don't respect you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. The symposium, though, is supposed to be that. Mm -hmm. But you take like a six-hour class. on. It's supposed to be a financial breakdown. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think the NFL is at fault here. I, I do believe it should just be a replacement for your fucking college. If somebody wants to go and be a chemist in college and they're a football player, I think they should be able to do that. If somebody mm -hmm. wants to be uh, whatever physiology, whatever they want to get yeah. into, you can do that. But if you're just going to give a, a kid a basic-ass major, which every I think every school has. If you look at all the football majors, you look at the one that's the majority of it, that's the mm -hmm. football major, basically, or the athlete major. Mm -hmm. They just substitute that one out with professional athlete. And even if they don't become a professional athlete, at least they have a little bit of a life lesson mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So it should learning. at least be a, an elective that's an option for yeah, you yeah, that you yeah. get college credit for, so you don't have to take fucking medieval fucking you know, <laughs> like how, woodcraft. 
How many people in the NFL know, like, how many of the players in the NFL know when they're, like, their 401K or pension vests? Like, so we have that every year. We have that meeting every single year. It's a 401K where a suit comes in and tells us basically, like, hey, two-to-one match on your 401K. <laughs> does everyone want to max? Yeah. Does yeah, everyone yeah. want to max effort? Everybody want to max that? And the answer is always like, yup, yup, mm-hmm. yup. And they're like, okay, here you go. When you're 49 here, 59 a year, you can get taxed, yep. the whole thing. That happens every single year. The 401K conversation happens every single year. But it's always... All these meetings happen at the end of a 10-hour day. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. everybody's just trying to get mm. out of it. Just like the NFLPA, the way they sleight of hand you through a whole conversation. It's just like, back in the 30s, guys. <laughs> guys were having to work with rats. Next <laughs> and then we saved the day. The NFLPA came in and saved the day. It's just, I do believe wholeheartedly in that professional athlete class. Mostly because... I think I would have benefited greatly mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that would have. Well, the reason the military, I'm convinced, gives you free food and free lodging is because 70% of the people that they enlist spend their entire paycheck the first weekend after they get paid. It's very hard not to. Yeah. And you can gonna... also die. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a chance to die. Very big chance to die in your line of work there whenever you came out. It's very hard not to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hear a lot of like hoity-toity people that are like, these athletes shouldn't be spending their money then. They should know that it doesn't last forever. It's like, it must have been very nice to be born with a shit ton of money in your bank right, account right, and right. to know how to handle that. Uh-huh. Because, boy, whenever you see a quick 21 grand in your bank account after just like spending 600 uh, at a bar one night and be like, that was a lot of fun. It's hard not to be like, man, I want to go to fucking, this is exactly what I did. I want to go to fucking Africa. I want to go to Europe. I would like to go mm-hmm. to California. I'd like to go to New York. I'd like to go to Miami. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have this money forever, but I know I have it right fucking now, and I'm going to go ahead and do that. It's very hard not to do that. Oh, yeah. And you have to have discipline and this and that. It's like, yeah, but bro, have you ever seen a bank account go from 0.00 to, oh, the whole world is literally <laughs> at my fingertips. That's not even just professional athletes. Though. Nick's, Nick's known me for a long time. Even if you get a nice commission check, like there's like seven, eight boxes at your door the next, the next week. It is. <laughs> like, it's, it's difficult not to. Unless uh-huh. you're one of the, I, like, I don't know how people, I lived, I, I worked with people who they were like, half of my commission goes into my savings. I was like, half of my commission goes to Amazon. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> like a stock option? No, no, no. no. <laughs> the issue is, though, this falls into that because uh, you growing up, you never think you're going to have this problem. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Like growing up, I never was like, you know uh, what? Now, granted, I've done very good with my money. Very excited about where my money is. But if I didn't play until my third contract, I don't think I would have. I think I would have been completely <laughs> fucked. I had to continue. If I if my career would have stopped after year four. Which typically a guy's career does. Yes, year three, year four. I would have been completely fucked. But I get franchise tagged, and then I get another contract. So I'm in a very good spot. But it is something you never think of. And there was moments there where I was coming back to training camp in my first couple years, and I had like 10,000 bucks left, basically, out of everything from the year before. (laughs) Like just waiting for the fucking game checks to come back. There was times where I would like sit in my bed at night and be like, ah, you got to stop spending money, man. You have to stop doing what you're doing. You have to. And I wake up the next morning and be like, fuck it. Who can-? <laughs> and it would be very difficult. It's very, very difficult to be like, because money there. Mm-hmm. It's funny to hear that. Money's there to spend. That's in my head. I'm like, we do the same thing, just on a smaller scale. Yeah, it's it's, it's all relative. Everything's yeah, relative. Your lifestyle. I mean, all of us sit there and think about 
things we we want if we had if I had another two thousand dollars I would want this. I have a list, and as soon as you get it, you spend it. I bought a black Escalade the day after I was drafted because mm-hmm. my entire life I said if I ever get rich I'm buying a black Escalade, and then literally the day after I was drafted I bought a. a Black Escalade had no money in my bank account, <laughs> zero money in my bank account. I thought the signing bonus was going to come immediately. It did not. It didn't come for three months. So I had to literally walk into the bank numerous times with a news article telling them, I just signed for this. I promise if you could just delay this. My dad's like, Pat, you're going to get me fucking credit ruined because he had to co-sign with me. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, Dad. I thought we were rich. I really I thought we did this, and we were not. It was just you don't expect that type of shit. You walked with a news article? Yeah, yeah, to the bank. <laughs> I, li- I literally have a list in my notes. Wish list, win, have money again. What's the number one thing on it? New car. What car? I don't know. Just uh, a car. Depends on how much money I have when I have money. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. There's you have levels. a very nice car. Yeah, But yeah. you always want a different... Yeah, it's, that's it. Well, you brought up a good point, too. Like, I always forget that NFL players are paid... Game checks. Like yeah. you're not getting money in the off season. Now, no. Which is, so yeah. like your last game check, whatever you got there, you got to hold on to that till the next. So the next game in training camp preseason, you're getting like 150 bucks a week. Basically, all players are getting like 300 bucks. I think is the vet, and then the rookies are getting like 150 bucks. You're really? playing. You're like a yeah. teacher. Go do landscape in the summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're playing in these preseason games. These preseason games, guys are getting like a few hundred bucks. Everybody. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Can in, you opt out of your pay? Like do like a, like a year round pay no. or not? Like like no, you have to do game no, check. it's game check. And some guys go. I mean, some teams. I think they do. I think there's a couple teams that go year round. I believe there's a couple teams that go year round. I'm not certain, but it's yeah. all about how the team wants to pay you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like your decision. It's how the team wants to. It's pay It's probably you. better for the team for you to get game checks too. I'll tell you what. Want. After that Super Bowl, my rookie year, we get out of the Super Bowl, we lose, and then you just, I look at my bank statement, and I'm like, man, I got what four months off right now, and I'm just staring at my bank statement. I'm like, wow. Oh. Time to go fucking spend it. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a dumb question, too. So, like, if you make it to the playoffs, that's a game check as well. But someone that's not in the playoffs doesn't get a game check? Playoff checks are all the same. So okay. it's agreed upon. If you make it to the Super Bowl, it's like everybody earns an extra 150 grand. Gotcha. So it's the first check, I think. You, I don't remember the numbers. But if you make it to the Super Bowl, everybody gets the same check. So playoff checks are all the same for the entire team. Your salary is all finished by 17th week. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So then playoff checks are all the exact so same. Teams for really gain ground by making the playoffs, going far into the playoffs because their expenses are down. Home field. Each game, but they're making probably yeah, more. Home field, home field yeah. is huge. So because then you get all the stadium. Uh, sales, wow. yeah, all the merch, all that shit. Yeah, it's huge. Well, you might be saving a million dollars a check on certain players. So my rookie year, when we made the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. me and Dwight Freeney were being paid the exact same amount of money for the playoffs there. <laughs> wow. The exact same amount of money, which is wild <laughs> to think about. Because the first 17 weeks, I think he made 45 times what I made. <laughs> 45, I think it was. So it was. It's one of those, and I think baseball does the same thing. Playoffs, everybody makes the same. Yeah, exact I think thing. All, yep. all sports. Everything slotted. Wow. So if you have home field mm-hmm. in the playoffs as a business, huge, absolutely huge to have. Because yeah, field. if you're going on the road, you're not getting stadium revenue or anything like that. And if it's a hundred thousand dollars a player yeah. times fifty three players. Well, that's if you make the Super Bowl. That's oh, yeah. four or five yeah. games. But you're still getting TV checks, I assume. By week, if you get the first week by week, you don't get paid, I don't think. So if you have a, um, if you are the number one seed, I don't think you get paid. I would really? Have, yeah. I would have to. That's, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, man, we don't want that buy. We don't want that buy. <laughs> Everybody wants that buy. Everybody wants that buy. Yeah, I don't think you do. 
I'm trying to figure out in my head if we did or not. I don't think we did. Do you we, get paid in the buy in the regular season? Yes. You get paid because that's your salary. But the bonus, the playoff bonuses, I don't think you get paid for the buy. Only if you play, you get paid. Which I guess they can justify. I guess they can justify that. Not really. No. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. But I guess I mean, you're you, still practicing. It's kind of like a Zito thing. Like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we get it. But it's, uh, yeah, the the money thing is very, in this, this is probably the least relatable conversation we've ever had on this show. But I think it should be because, honestly, when you just get dropped into, like, that fucking duck on that gif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's that? What? Who's that? Oh, uh, Scrooge. Not the, uh, on the, and when it jumps into the goal. No, yeah, I think it is Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you just—that's literally what it feels like. It's like, well, what the fuck am I gonna do now? And it's like, well, I'd like those shoes for sure. Or like <laughs> that car, I want to go see that for sure. It, it's <laughs> funny too, because like if you're not in that situation, you're gonna say, oh yeah, save your money. But then you put yourself in that situation. It's you're impossible. Buying everything you can. It's imp- <laughs> I, I got so sick of people telling me to like, you need to save mm. your money. I'm like, I hear you. I absolutely yeah. hear what you're saying. But I would like you to wake up one morning, uh, look in your bank account, and then get a text message from somebody that's like, yo, it's going down in Miami tonight. You in? And I'm like, ah, I can definitely make it. I can definitely go. I can, I'll see you there. Or getting a text, hey, somebody's birthday this weekend in Pittsburgh. You want to come back for it? Ah, yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And it's hard not to just be like, you know what? I'll buy everything for everybody. Because I am grossly overpaid right now. I know I'm looking at a bunch of people that still have college student loan debts. It's hard not to just be like, you know what, I'll buy everything for everybody because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. In those first couple years of my life, that's where the money was going. It was like, we had a great time that I will never forget ever or remember some of them, never remember some of them. But it was like, that was the, it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And it's very difficult to be like, yeah. Okay, I'll just save my money. Oh, you know what? I'll go out. You guys, we're splitting the bill, though. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who's the douchebag that goes like, yeah, I'll pay for my drinks, but not yours? Like, nobody. Nobody's going to, because you Google, you know exactly how much money I have in my bank account. It's like, why Why would you not do that it? That was like the time we went to the mall. You wanted to buy everyone a pair of $500 red shoes. <laughs> I was like, you know, we can get, like, Nikes for, like, 50 bucks a pop. Nick, they don't have to be 500 a Nick, pop. Nick, you were a voice of reason in a lot of situations. But for me, it was always like, why not, though? Why, why not? This is what we're supposed to do. Why not? you get the mentality as well? So, like, like Wiz Khalifa says, like, uh, like you live, like, life's too short. So there's two. There's so many quotes, and I have a full. I've told. I think I've said this before. It's like all these life mottos are all hypocritical of each other. It's like patience is a virtue, right? Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. And then there's the live as if you're gonna die tomorrow. It's like, well, that fucks over patience. (laughs) (laughs) That just is a complete sealator to patience. So it's, it's for me. I just, I honestly just try to make. What's the right decision in the moment? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that everybody's going to have the best time with? And then just keep it moving. We'll deal with everything tomorrow. But I got very lucky that I played eight years. Let's, <laughs> let's make sure that is known. There is a definite thing that makes athletes different when, when you're an athlete and that's your job. Because you think, all right, take the playoff pay schedule that you just explained, for instance. Let's say a um, guy makes $35 an hour. He's been at Ford for a long time. And that Ford plant, his boss is like, hey, we're having a really good year this year, so we're going to work three to four more weeks than usual, and you're going to make like 
a, a tenth of what you're used to making an hour to do mm-hmm. that. It's like the opposite, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to make less for working overtime now. Yeah, but the thought is the difference than the Ford plane is there's a Super Bowl ring potential at the sure. end. So, they cut- so the athlete is into the prestige and fucking yeah. needs to be a winner. Yeah, like Dwight Freeney, though. And I always think about Dwight Freeney because at one point, he was making a million dollars a week, right? Mm-hmm. So for 17 weeks, he made a million dollars a week. And we were only playing him on third downs. Sometimes, not even play- He even <laughs> He even knew that it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. He was not happy with how much he was playing. He wanted to be on the field more. The new regime didn't want... It was a very interesting situation. Like, Dwight Freeney, one of the best teammates I've ever had in my entire life. I've told the story numerous times of him sending a limo to come pick me up. I don't know where he was the night I got arrested. There was no limo. <laughs> but he is very good teammate took me in under his very good guy played cards with him very very good guy and he was making a million dollars a week his game check was a million dollars a week and we weren't even playing him and then we get to the playoffs and he's like this is what it's all about though like you watch these guys be like this is what it's Mm -hmm. all about i'm like bro i know you're taking like a a nine hundred thousand dollar hit a week here. You're taking a nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar a week hit, and it's yeah. just like at that point, a he probably already has enough money. They don't have to worry about it. Sure. This is before knowing that somebody's stealing all his mm-hmm. money, and b it's like a real thing though for athletes. They're like, yeah. this is this is playoffs. This matters. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. Because I mean, some it could be argued that. You played for the Colts, but that was your Ford. I mean, they were your employer. Yes, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's interesting in, that since it's a- athletics. In the situation the you laid out, like, that's why they had the unions to establish overtime pay and all that. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, when Pat says you get the prestige, but, like, getting a Super Bowl ring isn't even just prestige. It's He always says it's like a key. Like, that it, gets you yeah, into a lot true. of situations we that you would never be in. If yeah. we would have won that, oh, <laughs> congratulations to Drew Brees. NFL's ranked for him. Very proud of you, Drew. Way to go. Piece of paper in the middle of the game. The whole thing. Drew Brees, incredible human, incredible athlete. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I have, if I have a Super Bowl ring, though, you can get into any business meeting you want. You can walk into Goldman Sachs if you want and get into a meeting. Sure. It's just uh, that access with the Super Bowl ring. And you're a Super Bowl champion, which is top of the world, which everybody feels that uh-huh. way, you know? So that is what the Super Bowl ring gets you. And that's what everybody's playing for is for that. And the money, of course. <laughs> and the money. A vet was asked by one of our new coaches. He played in the league a long time. And the new coach was giving a speech in training camp. And there's always these rah-rah things, you know. And it's all he, – he calls out the vet. I will, I will call the vet um, Zach. We'll call it Zach. It wasn't his name. We'll make up the name. Name was Zach. In this vet coach, he came straight out of college, you know, so he's giving this college hoorah bullshit. And I'm in year six or seven at this point, and I'm, we're about past all the college bullshit, but for the younger guys, it works, so we just have to sit there and take this bullshit and just be like, bro, shut the fuck up, is what everybody's <laughs> thinking. But for the younger kids, it's getting them riled up, like, yeah. hey, you're living a dream, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we are. And I would also like to go to sleep or just work. <laughs> like, this is all talk. Let's not do it. So he goes, he goes through his whole thing about how you got to love the game, which you do, by the way. If you want to be great, you have to love what you're doing, the passion. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be able to, willing to do the extra stuff. It was all good, you know? Go over every inch matters, just like any given Sunday. This guy mm-hmm. thought he was giving an any given Sunday speech. <laughs> it was his first time really speaking in front of the team. It was a big moment. Chuck let him talk, you know? So he, he towards the end of it, he goes to the vet. He goes, hey, Zach. And Zach did, was not prepped for this, right? And Zach was in the same 
probably the same mental state that me and all the other vets were in. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he goes, hey, Zach. And Zach's like, yeah. And he goes, why do you still play the game? He was like, the checks don't bounce, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> it completely fucked up the entire speech a guy had going, and it ain't about the money. It ain't about this. It ain't about that. Why do you still play after all these years? Checks don't bounce, cuz. And then the, everybody, I started dying laughing. All the vets started laughing. Chuck Pagano basically like kicked the coach off and was like, I should have gave Jack a hedge up. That's <laughs> It was awesome. I loved <laughs> it so hilarious. much. I it's probably my favorite training camp moment. Probably my favorite. <laughs> hey, why do you still play? Checks don't bounce, cuz. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and walk it the fuck off. <laughs> it was awesome. It's a wild conversation we had today. Yeah. Yeah. Never would have guessed that this way. You never went. know where it's gonna go in here. Uh-huh. A lot of prep. <laughs> a lot of prep that's what i learned about like um going in and watching jim rome mm-hmm. and rich eisen and these folks the amount of prep they put into shows i understand why they're professionals <laughs> well they also have to coordinate graphics and things like that i mean if we were if we were also on tv maybe a little bit more i'm sure we would yeah, yeah. I'm certainly would <laughs> put the graphic up already <laughs> come in half hey, hour did we early. make a graphic for this <laughs> no? I, I enjoy just letting her fly though yeah yeah mm-hmm. Because who knows where it's going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like not knowing where it's going. Who knows where it's going? To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that's the purpose of it. Now, granted, we ran our serious show exactly the same way. Yeah. Here you and go. I think people like that. They like the spontaneity of it. Yeah, somebody told us about yesterday, because yesterday we went from, um, we were talking about the colorblind issue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Straight into cauliflower mashed potatoes, part of the keto thing. <laughs> there was no transition. I'm back on keto. I'll tie way. it all together for you. Okay. This article just popped up on Pro Football Talk. Uh, Shad Khan's exploring the tax implications of playing in London because he's purchasing Wembley Stadium, yeah. but basing the team in Jacksonville. Florida, no state income tax. So he wants to keep the team headquartered in Jacksonville, yep. but play the home games in London. Why sure. the fuck my company in Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> little Dicky. Yep. Little Dicky says that. You start to learn about these states, Texas, Florida, mm-hmm. Nevada. You start learning about these states that are just like perfect places if you ever yeah. want to move and place your company there. Now, granted, there's no football team in Delaware, but same type of thing. Taxes are a bitch. That's why whenever I hear people get in trouble for tax evasion or yeah. whatever... It's like I understand everybody wants to hate them because it's like, oh, you rich fucks just pay your taxes. But, boy, there was a lot of times I was trying to figure out how to evade mine. <laughs> and Phil was like, you can't fucking write off your 70-inch TV, Pat. You can't. Uh, do for it. film. Actually, you can, though. Yeah, but you're just asking to get audited. You're yeah. asking. You, uh, Phil, Phil was one of the most stickler accountants, I think, probably in the NFL this Mine time. is not. He yelled at me for writing <laughs> off my sword. That's because you know what you're doing. Is you're setting yourself up to just a fucking miserable situation where, like, I had guys on our uh, that I played with that were writing off their Jordans because they said they were training in them mm-hmm. and their computers and their TV because they're yeah. watching film. Oh, yeah. All these things. That's legal. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You're basically just throwing flags, like a challenge flag, at the IRS. I mean, <laughs> whoa, go ahead. I dare, I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. And then when that audit comes, you better have your fucking shit tight and it's just like are you are we willing to go through that and phil was like no we are not you're just gonna fucking pay them and then we'll get a big return and then we just keep it moving that's just him he doesn't want to do the work on an audit (laughs) that could be it as well (laughs) that could be it as well i think i'm in 
IRS hell for the next four years, probably. <laughs> I because last year they hit me with a I owed a bunch of money. Well, for me it was a bunch of money, and then so I I'm my accountant, and I'm like, well, uh, I guess I'm gonna set up a payment plan or whatever. And she's like, yeah, just come in and we'll, we'll fill out the the extension. We'll go over it. Oh, and then I was like, hey, probably, probably I didn't this. because I had to file early because of my son's scholarship. I didn't do my K ones, which show your profit or loss from a business from the comedy clubs. I lost my ass in the comedy clubs, <laughs> so I I was like. Hey, let's add the K one, and it canceled out uh-huh. what I was supposed to pay them because of my losses. But now you know what that, the IRS is going to be like. They're looking to get oh, that yeah. back. He <laughs> thinks he's <laughs> fucking <laughs> slick. All right, let's dissect this shit. That's all they're paid to yeah, do, by the I way, know. is to take money away from you. Mm-hmm. That's their entire gig. And the tax law is like it's the Bible. It's thick as the Bible. There's just things on top of things on top of things. And as as a child, you do. Never think about it. Never think about taxes. And nope. you think about how the lights stay on on the streets. You don't think about Unless that. Unless they're using IBM Watson to catch me. I'm not worried. <laughs> 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 IBM Watson. All right, let's hit some things real quick. Um, the first poster of Disney's live-action Aladdin movie came out yesterday, scheduled to come out on October 24th. Who's excited? I am, because isn't uh, Will Smith playing the genie? He is. I'm oh, all yeah. in. Can't Not wait for Vern Troyer's death ruled suicide by alcohol intoxication. This so one hurts. That's a thing? Well, if you're a little person and you probably chug a fifth. Yeah, it just it said that he overdosed on alcohol pretty much. Yeah, but that, is that suicide? Uh, I think it was, was pretty well known, too. yeah, that he was masking some other stuff with his uh, alcohol abuse. No, no, I get that, but like... If, oh, bull. If, bull. if I went out this weekend... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's oh, fine. God. <laughs> Did I you keep, watch I bull? Keep forgetting to record it. This bull was good. This one was good. Tuesday's bull episode, maybe the best one yet. Good, have it recorded. Uh, it was good. a. It's a spin. Bull's so smart, man. He is. He's so smart. It's hard to remember that he writes the show, right? That the show <laughs> is written because mid-show. I actually said, oh, he's so fucking smart. I said it out loud. <laughs> it is the greatest show. It is so good. Wait until you see it. It's very. It has all the hot topics too, all the trigger button topics. Really? Oh yeah, race <laughs> is involved. Ooh, police nice. officer is involved. Nice. White police officer yeah, is involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A gun is involved. Shooting of an unarmed black man is involved. Wow, uh-huh. it hit everything. Oh, it hit everything. <laughs> it hit everything. The, the city trying to have a, a settlement and an equity. It was. It was good. I was like, nice. "Bull, coming through." <laughs> so I met with CAA, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and they gave me a motion picture agent as well, uh-huh. like an acting agent. Sure, yeah. His name's Avi. This guy's a go-getter, Avi, I think. Avi Aid. Oh, from a his name's Ray Avi. Donovan. Is that a? I didn't know. Character in Ray yeah. Donovan. He's a fixer. Right. Yeah, he's a fixer. Well, let's hope this guy's a strong man. <laughs> Israeli special forces. Yes. Let's Ooh. hope. Let's hope the guy. <laughs> Avi, Avi was awesome though. He used a lot of energy because he's the one who heard about the Captain America, <laughs> nice. Captain America thing. He was like, ah, "There's actually a process here. Like, granted, you could just blow it up with a mob on the internet, basically, if you'd like. Uh-huh. But if we really want to do this, I was like, I know I'm not going to be Captain America. He was like, Why? Why do you know you're not going to be oh, Captain America? I like that. He's like, there's a process here, though. we got to get through. Now, granted, if you suck, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but if you have any chops at all, there's a chance. Because this building we have here is a pretty powerful one. We could potentially get you in there. And I'm like, uh, he's like, sounds good. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, he said, what? yeah, he said, what are some shows that you like oh. that oh we can get you some God. guest roles in? 
because this is a way to do it. We get you some guest roles and stuff, and then they kind of get you on tape, and then they see you, and then they keep moving. What are some shows you like? I was like, Bull. And he was like, Bull. The Dr. Phil show? I was like, also, Dr. Phil, love that show. If you Chris, can get Chris me, Lee's no best. Chris Lee knows best. Guest <laughs> <laughs> appearance on that show. He was, he was like, so Bull is the number one show. I was like, have you ever watched Bull? He was like, uh, no. I'm like, you need to watch Bull. It's the greatest show of all time. He was like, so you want to be like a drama actor? I was like, ah, no. But there has to be a way that I could get in there sure. and be an action comedic guy, isn't yeah, there? He's yeah. like, in Bull? <laughs> I was like, there has to be a way. Those writers are good enough, aren't they? He was like, okay, so Bull, give me a list of shows that you think your brand would be good Did in. Did you give it to him yet? Uh, no. I'm still trying to figure it out. You should definitely tell him something like Danny McBride-ish, like as far as... Um, oh, yeah. Well, I kind of want to be... I think I could be an action comedy guy, mm -hmm. right? I think I could be yeah. the Caucasian rock. I honestly think I could do that. Chris Pratt, Mark Wahlberg kind of have it on lock. Yeah. I think I could kind of chime in and be the third. I think I could get in there. I mm -hmm. think I would have something. Those movies pay very well. Very well. Very Especially, well. I told him, Avi, I told Avi too that I know the game. We got to get in with China. Mm -hmm. We got to get in with the Chinese mob because that's where The Rock is making hundreds of millions mm -hmm. of dollars every single movie. Yokosu. I think that's Japan. Yakuza. Yakuza, there it is. Is that China or Yakuza Japan? is Japanese? That's Japan, that's Japan yeah. yeah. Don't say the same thing. The, tyra don't the same triads? Same. triads? We're triads. trying to get triads. in triads. with the China. Triads. Don't triads. say the same thing, please. I, I didn't say it. Yeah, you did. I heard you say it. <laughs> uh, well, I was watching Rush Hour last night, so it was a little off. <laughs> So good. If you so could good. bring Jun Tao back to life and oh, fucking get Jackie him. Chan knew how to work the Chinese network. Yes. Like nobody. You know yeah. who didn't? Bruce Lee. Yeah. Right. That's why his ass is dead. Mm -hmm. And his kid, dead yeah. from the Chinese mafia, which I would like to let them know. Bruce Lee and his kid deserved a Chinese mafia, if you're listening. Yep. Uh, I, I very much, <laughs> I'm on your side here. Will Smith knows how to work the Chinese mafia. Got Jane Smith into the new Karate Kid. Yep. Mm. That's what I'm. We, we got to because your movie can be terrible, but the Chinese mafia will literally force people to go by and watch it. So mm -hmm. it's like, cool. The Rock is going to make hundreds of millions. It every, was terrible. Every, it was. It's documented. Check it out. It did well in China. Uh, it did. All crushed. <laughs> the Karate Kid. Yep. Nick was just buying you, you backing that up. You got numbers? Uh, yep. No. <laughs> if it's in the Chinese. Uh, and fuck you, Diggs. Whose side are you on, you flip flopping <laughs> bastard? <laughs> You, you don't deserve what Nick just did right there. Decide that I get paid for it. Not at all. I, I <laughs> coward. No, I, well, tomorrow I'll be uh, I'll be on the other side. <laughs> Flip flop. But I that is really happening right now. I got a list of acting coaches in Hollywood that I'm going to Skype act class with. No way. Yeah, there's a list of them, bro. He sent me a fucking list of them and was like, "Go ahead and read through these. We'll set you up on a couple Skype dates with them. See who you vibe Can with." Can we record these? Uh, I, I've heard it's like a very it's a private thing. I heard it's like a, he told me it's going to be like a meeting with a psychologist basically. Cause that's the big thing is mm -hmm. like, it's like a, it's like a very deep thing to have you do weird shit. He said, but you got to get through it. You're about to get this Hollywood juice. Uh, the, the who? The secret juice. Um, hold on. Let me, um, let me, oh, the Hollywood juice. You're about to get this. You said halibut, like the fish. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's you what I thought halibut. was something no, I don't did. know about. You just suck on a halibut for a half the hour. The halibut juice is what you said. Can we play that back? Yeah. Don't do it. We can. <laughs> I'm trying to think of shows you, because I don't watch network TV very much anymore, uh, but I used to enjoy like um, There's a show. anything with Kevin um, James in it. I think uh, you and Todd. Kevin James play off the <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gardell. 
I love Kevin James. I love Kevin James. I love him. I love him Hitch. I love him in everything. Our buddy Frat does an incredible Kevin James impersonation. You should be on that new Lethal Weapon series. I've thought that since it came out. They haven't. They haven't found a guy to play Mel Gibson's character, and I think uh, you'd be pretty good in that. I think you and Game of Thrones would be good too. I'm out. That's <laughs> already already done filming. Hawaii too. Five-0. I so there's a one though where there's a it's a African American neighborhood and a white family moves in. It's it's coming out. It's uh in the the black guy. It's an old black comedian. His family. He hates the white guy. Oh, I hates the white guy. That's the trailers are all like this guy basically dealing with this super peppy white guy. Mm-hmm. It's Cedric the Entertainer, right? Uh, I don't know. Or David Allen Greer. It's one of those. I guys. don't know, but uh. they're gonna attack race relations in a very hilarious. I I would like to be a part of that show. David that, Allen Greer does have a show coming out. So that's, that's uh, his is like a retirement home show. Oh, okay. So it's not that one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the Cedric the Entertainer one. Okay, that's a show though that I think I would enjoy a lot. Is the the race relations just strictly because I've been in a locker room where race relations are at an all time high? I will say that, mm-hmm. and I feel like I was a pretty avid character in the locker room. So- How about the Connors? Would you go on the Connors now if they're bringing that out without Roseanne? They're looking for new people. The I don't know. Trying to get a good ensemble going. Okay, so, so Roseanne got yeah. screwed. She screwed herself, right? Yeah. So, Ambien. Ambien. so they canceled <laughs> Roseanne, and now they're bringing it back as the Connors Correct. with the rest of the cast, and they've added a couple new people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken a lot of Ambien, by the way. Not a one time have I ever uh, told any of my black friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything racist. <laughs> what a stupid fucking move by her. She was on top of the world, literally. On top of the world. She 18 million back. viewers. Yeah. The show was killing it. Maybe the Ambien was like spoiled. Like milk? I think maybe yeah. she was spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's these acting coaches I got sent, Okay. And it goes acting coach's name, location, and then clients they have worked with. Next to it, Will Smith's acting coach is on here. I'm like, Ooh. give me that one. Zach Efron's acting coach is on here. Jared Leto's acting coach is on a good here. One. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Because mm-hmm. Will Smith's acting coach has got to suck, right? <laughs> See what I did there, Nick? Yeah. Back on your He's on the flop now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ashton Kutcher's coach. Terrible. Eh. Gerard Butler's coach. Great. Nice. Oh, that's Will Smith's uh, coach. I just mm. see what I just did right there to you. Yeah, you see what I, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> that's not how it works, though. <laughs> Gerard Butler has two coaches. See? Wow. Yeah, for an you English two, you don't have one. For an English accent and one for his British accent. <laughs> <laughs> if you have two, you don't have one. <laughs> That's like the running back. Yeah, if you yeah. have two running backs, you don't have one. If you exactly have two quarterbacks, right. you don't have one. Uh, but all these different acting coaches, I'm supposed to set up a uh, Kelsey Grammer's coaches on here. Pretty good. Oh, he's good. All these, I'm supposed to set up like a Skype date. And I think I'm, I'm going to become an actor. I have a list of the highest. I, I'm going to hate it, aren't I? No, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're, you're going to hate it. it. There's a lot of work. I don't like kissing Which, the ring. Yeah, there it is. That's what I've realized I don't enjoy doing. I think that's what I learned most in the Hollywood world that I went out there, mm-hmm. is I don't enjoy kissing the ring. Like, I get it. You're a person of power. But uh, I just sell merch on my website. <laughs> 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 I don't give a fuck about you. Go on. I have a list of the highest grossing U.S. films in China okay. to get the genre right, so okay. you know what you want to, what you got to do. Yep. Because right. I would like to be huge in China, just for future reference. 2017, $2.6 billion. The Fate of the Furious. 2015, oh, yeah. $2.4 billion, Furious 7. Mm-hmm. Yep. Avengers Infinity War, Transformers, and Jurassic World. Those are the five highest franchises, baby. Yep. Paul Walker, you got to take over his Popcorn spot. movies. I want to be mm-hmm. Captain America pretty bad, though. 
Transformers is huge over there. You, you combine robots and cars. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a key. Wahlberg's about due to step step out. From, no way. Uh, Have you seen him? Transformers. He looks ripped still to this day because you've seen his schedule. He wakes up yeah. at 3 a.m. Yeah, but I think he for the Transformers series, I could see him like he has so much other shit going on. Oh, yeah, I don't think he he's might been give in Transformers up that role. in a while. Right? What is tra- no, he was in the last one, no, but he he's also making like $30 million a movie yeah. for those, so it's kind of hard to step away from Ooh. that. Didn't the directors say that they're going to make uh, Transformers every year? Like, yeah, like that's that. the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I've seen Shia LaBeouf's Transformers. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, he I was like in the one. first two, we'll and then they got rid of him, and Wahlberg's been in like the last three. So Marky Wahlberg is Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, different character yeah uh josh dumel's still in it as well i believe All and right. therese tyrese when megan fox left i was done tyrese is in fast and furious right mm-hmm. and, and um, also transformers, transformers yeah right? he was crying on the internet right tyrese when mm-hmm. paul walker passed away no because no. him and the rock because he didn't have any yeah. money too yeah, so. it's tough to be in two of the biggest movie franchises in the world and be broke yeah <laughs> That's tough. Listen, let's not judge him. We just had a full (laughs) conversation. (laughs) We just had a full conversation. We don't know what. Listen. Yeah, yeah, but you had one job. Yeah. He had two. Yeah, and my job wasn't being a quarterback either. It was uh, bottom of the (laughs) pay scale on that thing. Let's assume that if I get into a movie, that we're all going to have a really good time with it. Let's assume that's the case. I would love it. Uh, Eagles at Giants tonight. Diggs, a couple quick picks here before we talk to Rich Eisen. Yeah, I got the Jets minus two and a half at home against the Colts. Okay. Cleveland plus two at home. Jets minus two and a half at home versus the Colts? Yeah. I think that's a tough one there. Okay. Offensive lineman for the Colts, by the way, playing with a broken spine. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. wild move. I don't know how that happens. He had to be. This goes back to people judging NFL doctors, by the way. Because whenever you go to your doctor, you're literally telling them what is hurting, mm-hmm. what is happening. The reason why I'm here is, oh, my pinky hurts. So they look at your pinky, they're like, yeah, it does. You're right. In the NFL, everybody's lying to the doctors at all times. Mm-hmm. I would assume that's what happened in this particular case. Oh, my back hurts. I think it just needs cracked. Well, it already is. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. It, you can't really. Jets minus two and a half versus Colts is a wild move. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. I think the Colts, I think honestly think the Colts potentially, this is against a rookie quarterback. I think the defense will be able to keep up with the rookie quarterback. And I think this is a situation where luck could possibly get hot. Is Doyle still out? There's a lot of injuries on that Colts. And, is, and yeah. Mack and Wilkins, are they still out? Well? I, don't, I don't know uh, who those people are. All right, who else? Uh, <laughs> so Cleveland plus two at home against the Chargers. L.A. minus seven against the Broncos. Uh, Tennessee plus three at home, home dogs against the Ravens, and New England minus three against the Chiefs. Beautiful. Great bets. Go to mybookie.ag. Go ahead and um, take all of their fucking money. That's if you're going the other no way. No Doyle, no Hilton on Sunday. Okay. Well, there you go. Good bet. Everything I just said. Yeah. <laughs> take it back. Take back everything I just said. Uh, we have a brand new sponsor, and I'm a big fan of what they got going on. Omigo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Omigo, a revolutionary toilet seat replacement. Are you anal about cleanliness in the bathroom? <laughs> what if I told you I could change the way you poop? Have you ever really thought about wiping without toilet paper? Like, really thought about it? Every single day. Mm-hmm. Really? 
Yeah, I hate wiping with toilet paper. Okay, so I was never a big bidet guy. I used to say, hey, keep that stream away from the booty hole, cuz. Yeah. Then you go to Vegas one time, you have a suite, and you find yourself not wanting to leave the toilet for about 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> and then you get up, and you got no monkey butt. That's awesome. It's clean. It's like you just took a shower. I used to have to take a shower after every single time I grumpy. Mm-hmm. And then the bidet situation was like, no, you don't, cuz. Let's just shower the butthole. Ugh. And Omiko has made it. Very, very simple for you, me, not just Vegas suites, to have a bidet situation. It washes you in all the right places. You can adjust the water temperature, the position, the pressure, the width, and the movement. Like you just took a shower, but only down under. More like a good day situation. It has a heated seat, a night light, soft closing, air dry, remote control, deodorizer, carbon filter, eliminates all odor. So now you're pooping, and it's smelling like roses. Night light, you said? Nightlight. Oh, yeah. You've never had a nightlight in the toilet bowl? It's Dude, a game it's changer. Awesome. Say goodbye to TP. You know that toilet paper? Oh, is it one ply? Is it two ply? Is it three ply? Who gives a fuck? Are you getting it all? <laughs> Don't worry about it because now Omigo is there to take care of you. Save trees, water, and electricity. Huh. U.S. alone uses 36 million rolls of toilet paper in one day. Too many. Uh, wow. You're worried about plastic straws. Yeah. Let's think about these trees. Mm-hmm. 36 million rolls of toilet paper in one day. Quick math, 36 million times 365 digs? Uh, it's like 300 billion something. Nailed it. <laughs> it's clean and safe. It's quick billion. and easy. That's why I always do my business on my Omigo. Get $100 off your order when you go to myomigo.com slash McAfee. That's M-Y-O-M-I-G-O dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. That's Omigo, O-M-I-G-O, Omigo.com slash McAfee to get $100 off. The future seems weird at first. Let it be weird <laughs> and fall in love with it. Completely agree. I love my Omega. So I have questions here. Yeah, buddy. So you flush, the water goes up. What happens after? It dries. There's an air. It dries it. What? Yeah. If this was not yeah, like a shark like a car thing. wash. Yeah. That's what a bidet is. Have you ever used a bidet? No. It's beautiful. No, he's poor. Wow. No, we got these wow. guys. <laughs> I, I would like to tell you that you you can't you don't have to be wealthy to get a bidet. Not anymore. Not with Omigo. Get a hundred dollars off. Omigo.com. So we're doing here, Z. For everybody. It's called Zito a poor. It's wild. I didn't say a poor, I said he's poor. Here's Rich Eisen. I enjoy when people call in during the show and they can hear the phone ring. <laughs> Rich. Hey, what's up, brother? Hi, thank you so much for joining us. Are you ready to do this thing? I am. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the man joining us now is the voice of the NFL. He's the face of the NFL Network. I think he was the first employee of the NFL Network, and he let me be on his show for one hour on Monday, which (laughs) nobody ever does. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the Rich Eisen Show. He's the host of NFL Game Day on NFL Network. He's a man from Michigan. He has a great personality, a great voice, and right now he's rocking an incredible beard rich eisen thank you uh hey pat pat i'm I'm sorry to say um i i I lost you after he was the first voice of the nfl network could you uh could you could you start from the beginning (laughs) Uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you what rich i don't do a lot of prep i have no clue what i just said it kind of once the words come out they're never remembered well I'll just check the transcript later. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this earlier. In your green room, you have the letter. I think it was from Paul Tagliabue uh, yes. asking for you to. Were you the first hire, on-air hire of the NFL Network? I was. What a- I was the first on-air hire, yeah, in 2003. Okay, you're still there. 
15 years later, still doing your thing on an everyday basis. Is the NFL Network the premier league network across all professional leagues? You know what? I, I, I'll leave that up to uh, others to, to, to decide. You know, MLB Network, to get truly inside in the industry, they win all the Emmy Awards. It's, it's something that they, uh, they get every year. Um, uh, you know, the, the NFL network, it took a long time for us to get fully distributed. There were all sorts of arguments back and forth between cable stations. All I know is that, you know, when it comes down to, um, easy, you know, what I'm doing, uh, the draft and the combine and the Sunday morning show and, um, that, that sort of stuff, I'll put that up against anybody with whatever anybody does in the business. We're really proud of it. And. You know, like this is year 16. It's kind of crazy. Season 16 for, for the network. I absolutely love the NFL Network. I love the traffic you're in the middle Attaboy. of. Don't get hit over there. <laughs> um, I, know, I just got to get someone to haunt. You know what I mean? I, I got to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I don't mean to, to car shame anybody, but is it me or do, on average, a Prius driver goes 10 miles an hour too slow <laughs> anywhere on the road. Well, that's the type. Am of, I wrong? Type of hold on, hold on. I when I was on my bird scooter, I I was passing Priuses, <laughs> and I in California, and I had this rhyme. I was like, um, a lot of Priuses in California, bitch, driving around looking like a bunch of beta shit. And I had like this whole. I made an entire rap song about Priuses because there's a lot of those. And you were going faster than them. You yes. Were going faster. I was because there's a lot of Priuses in California. Not that much here. Mm -hmm. You live in California full time. You're based out of yeah. uh, right by the LAX airport. You have an incredible studio. That Direct TV deal you have is incredible. Your show every single day, three hours, you crush. Then you have the weekends where you're up at four a.m. for the six a.m. call time. Yeah. The Rich Eyes. Are yeah. you ever gonna? Are you ever gonna slow down, Rich? I don't want to say you're getting uh, old, but your schedule's insane. <laughs> There's a non-playing season that comes up in February, and when that happens, I don't I don't work on the weekends and get to be a dad all the time and uh, as much as I can. But I love doing it. I mean, you 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 are here. I mean, there's not many shows that uh, afford what we did. You know, it's kind of like what we did was like a podcast, but with cameras on us and and commercials and live reads and so. You know, you were there for an hour. We talked anything about anything that you know was safe for work to talk about on, <laughs> on a broadcast show and it was great it was a total blast i'm pleased to let you know that the walls are still standing after your uh, <laughs> uh, uh my my uh my security entry card still works um, so you know so I'm, I'm, uh, things are looking up. Things well, are looking up. Well, I thank you for having me on. Your walls are littered with photos of in-studio guests that you've had. Everybody from Adam Sandler to NFL Hall of Famers. What has been a conversation that you got to have that in the middle of it you might have been like, yeah, wow, it's insane that I get to have this conversation right now? Oh, man. Let me think. Um... Right off the top of my head, we had Matt Mc Matthew McConaughey came on once and told the story of of how he came up with the the phrase "All right, all right, all right." Uh, <laughs> what was it? And confused. Um, he 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 said that you know it was his character Wooderson, and um, it was the scene you know where he's in the car and he's like putting himself in the shoes of what Wooderson would have thought back in the day, and he had his car and he had his chicks. 
and he had his music, and those are the three things. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the coolest thing ever. And that's the thing I also love, too, is, you know, I mean, uh, it's not straight sports. You know, I, I may not last the longest or, or get the most clicks, Although having you on certainly helped on that front. Um, you're a very popular man, Patrick. I'll tell you that. Only on the um, internet, not in real life. No, 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 no. That's, that's, but that's the future. But don't kid yourself. I appreciate but, that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm able to talk pop culture, and, and that's the thing I really like doing, too. You know, somebody might drive around on a sports talk radio station and wants to be, you know, uh, wants to be you know, uh, informed in the latest of a certain team or wants to get inflamed and get angry over an opinion, you know, that's not what I do. Um, so I, 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 I just love having those conversations. To me, I, I like, you know, I think that that does work in the sports world too. I mean, we, we stopped the, the America's largest sporting event for a rock concert in the middle and nobody bats an eyelash, you know? Mm -hmm. huh. So, um, that's, a good way to that's the that. idea that behind the show, and you know, we're four years old now. Well, I think you have a, a lot. You have a good crew over there, by the way. A lot of fun. It's a cool, so. yeah. It's a cool set. Everything like that. Let's talk about NFL now. Let's talk about a little bit of sports here. Drama is at an all-time high in the NFL world. All-time high. Every little thing is blown out of proportion. Whether it's Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Dak Prescott, the everything is just drama, drama, drama. Is this something you think that the NFL loves or hates? Because it's always the topic of conversation. There's always incredible athletes doing incredible things, but off the field, it's like a reality TV show on a regular basis. Is that good or bad for the NFL? I think, um, you know, it depends, to be honest with you. The, the spell my name right PR strategy um, is not really what the NFL is looking for, but um, having drama like uh, holdouts and drama like calling out your coaches and whatnot, um, I, do, I don't think, um, you know, the NFL was too thrilled about Odell uh, going off on his own with Lil Wayne sitting next to him having a conversation <laughs> on ESPN. I don't think they were too thrilled about that. Um, but, you know, I, I might be wrong. I, I don't know. Um, Jimmy Butler's certainly doing a good job of blowing the NFL off of uh, <laughs> sports pages over the last 24, 36 hours. The NBA is really becoming that much more popular. Um, but when it all comes down to it, uh, when you put a sporting event on television for everyone to sit down and watch, the NFL is still the gold standard. And as long as that's the case, I think the NFL just wants to keep making sure that the, the, the uh, viewing product is as watchable as ever. Um, and get as much uh, of the attention as they possibly can get without without drama if i if i could guess you have a position at the nfl network where you've got a chance to work with so many hall of famers the nfl network's lineup of gold jackets is next level i mean hall of fame night you were sitting on a dais so i think with eight hall of famers all with their jackets on surrounding you it is who is and that's and that's, and that's pat that's a day where you make a very specific decision there's no way I should go with a light-colored suit. <laughs> uh, in past years, in past years, I decided to go with a light-color suit, 
and you know it's not the same color as their jackets and i i think i stuck out a little bit more uh trying to blend in and um but these are just again as you're now getting more and more part of the paparazzi these are decisions that sometimes you know you don't expect to make and you got to make the right one do you have a favorite suit you know what there's a couple of go-to's that i've got i've got a blue one uh, i like a lot sometimes i go a little pinstripe other Ooh. times I just go to work and I just grab whatever's the first thing that's clean. boy. Like back in college. boy. Rich, speaking of that, yesterday you had a glorious sweater on. Was that cashmere? Oh, look at that. <laughs> was it cashmere? Uh, yes, it was. Oh! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was nice looking. I was like, Rich, showing out. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was cashmere, man. Um, so I've got that going for me. <laughs> you know, um, I did the test. I take requests, you know, um, uh, if you want. But Pat, was your For the Brand shirt cashmere? Because that looked pretty damn good, too. It's definitely a tri-blend. <laughs> definitely a tri-blend. It feels good on the nipples. Yours should be arriving within the next two weeks. Those get shipped from Latvia. <laughs> the, the rare polyester cashmere combo. <laughs> uh, tonight, Eagles-Giants. Who do you got? I was thinking about that today. Because I got to pick this game in the next twelve hours, and I'm like, I have no idea. I could totally see the end of this week where there are three two and four teams, and the Redskins are in front at two and three in this division. Uh, I could that is a total possibility. I just think the Eagles are the better team. They're they're the better team. They're better equipped. Um, they, they, they have the pass rush that could create the problems for, for the Giants that have been the Achilles heel for this team the first five weeks of the season. That said, it's a short week and Lane Johnson might not be ready to go tonight, which is a huge loss for them. This is a total coin flip, man. And I, I do not have that answer for you right now. If I had to guess, I would just say it's the Giants at home. And, and they'll get it done in a short week. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of drama coming off of that Sunday with Odell. A lot of drama. Yeah, Rich. Did you hear, though, that they played uh, Uproar by Lil Wayne during their uh, first four songs yesterday practice? Uh, practice on Tuesday. So they're like already having fun with it and moving on and turning the page. At least that's what they're showing when the press is showing up. They're blasting Lil Wayne. I don't know what the hell to make of this stuff anymore. Kanye <laughs> showing up to the White House today. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know what's happening in this world anymore. Do they ever ask you for opinions, the NFL, the league, like on whether or not how the refs act, uh, the challenge stuff from an entertainment standpoint, being the first? I will get. I will get on occasion when I do see uh, the commissioner. He will ask. You know, what are people talking about? You know what's going on. He will say that. Um, you know, and uh, I'll I'll give him exactly what what people are lighting up the phone lines about. I will always give my two cents on officiating. I thought the tuck rule was garbage. I thought the catch rule was worse. Um, and you know, I'm glad that whatever they did, you know, midweek a couple weeks ago to talk about this roughing the passer penalty stuff, they've clearly fixed. Um, obviously the, the, the occasional, you know, WTF call will get through like the, 
Michael Bennett hitting uh, Kirk Cousins and sliding down his legs yep. call, that type of stuff will still get through. But the football, like J.J. Watt flat out decleated Dak Prescott and landed on top. Like the power of every Watt who plays in the NFL landed on top <laughs> of Dak Prescott and there was no flag. So I think that they have um, they've fixed that. And those are the things that, to me, really inflame a fan base and make them think that, um, that it's not the NFL that they, they're used to anymore. The, the helmet rule, I think, has been absolutely properly applied. There's been some crazy-ass hits that, uh, that have led to ejections that I think every last one of them was warranted. So those are the things that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to give my opinion on. And, you know, I think I told you this story, but if I didn't, if I, if I did, I'll repeat it anyway. But before I started, I guess to come full circle here, when I started with the NFL Network, you know, I left ESPN and there was like a, um, like a two, three month period in between leaving ESPN and moving out to LA. <clears throat> so right in the, right in the middle of it, I got a call from Steve Bornstein, who's the executive from ESPN, who'd launched the NFL Network. Guy's so smart, he hired me twice. <laughs> um, he calls me up. You know, I, I got a call from the NFL from an executive whose name I'd never heard of before. And I call Steve up, and I'm like, you know, hey, I got a call from somebody who wants to meet with me. He goes, who is it? I said, it's Roger Goodell. And he goes, hang up and call him back right now. And he was the COO of the NFL. He was the right-hand man at Tagliabue at the time, who really never got any headlines. I'd, I'd, I'd not have really have known about him. And he took me golfing. He, he's like, let's go. You play golf? Yeah. He goes, let's go. So it was just me and him for 18 holes. And right around the you know 11th, 12th hole, I remember I was in a sand trap. And he says to me, look, you've been hired to do a job. You did a job at ESPN well enough, you know, really, really well. And you were hired to do a job with the NFL. And if anybody ever tells you anything that you should or should not say and you're uncomfortable about it, you call me and I'll fix it. Oh. And, and that's fact. And he's even at times said to me, you know, hey, how come you didn't ask this question, you know, first instead of third? Because, uh, you know, if my reaction gave you any pause, that shouldn't be the case. You can ask me anything. And he did that during the lockout, which, as you know, there's billions of dollars on the line. So I've been, I've been free to say, you know, what I'm going to say. And, and, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm thrilled to be around for season 16. Roger Goodell, not a terrible human, you're saying. That's fact. That's fact. That's what he said to me, and he's backed it up for 16 years. How's his golf game? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Are you forced to say Not that? Not bad. <laughs> Are you forced to say that? <laughs> oh, when I say good, I mean he cheats his head off. <laughs> hey, Rich, I appreciate no, you so good. much. He's good. Hey, thank you so much, man, for A, what you did for me on Monday, B, coming on this show. Do anything. You did for me, man. You gave me an hour of fantastic content that I'm telling you, our numbers of our videos, when we tweet them out, whatever, they're off the charts. You're a very popular man, and that's the future of this business. And, um, you know, you keep doing you. 
I, yeah, that means a lot. Everybody's telling me that, but I'm not sure everybody gets it. You do, though, and you let me have an hour, which nobody on earth would do. So I'm so, so thankful for that. Block Dad says hello. Ladies and gentlemen, the face of NFL Network, the voice of the NFL, Rich Eisen. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you, my heart, brother. See you, man. What a guy, dude. Great guy. He is. He really is. He let me, I'm telling you, in him saying that I'm popular, I'm very thankful for him, all his compliments. But nobody lets me on for an hour. Nobody. It's always like Dan Patrick. I think we're interviewing him today. They wanted me to fly to Connecticut for 10 minutes, possibly on their show. And I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm not flying to Connecticut for 10 minutes. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm, And everybody's just like, well, we don't know if you can be blah, blah, blah. And Rich was like, come on, we'll have you for the full hour. And I'm like, nice. thank you, Rich. Like, that is so nice of you. Because an hour is much different than 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes, you're going to be let me hit everything I could right. possibly hit and then keep it moving. You know, I love, I'm a big, very thankful for Rich. The reason why I love Rich is the way he described his show and he, he's on, he knows he's not a hot take machine. And in yeah. that, in that society today, hot is takes. great to listen to. Well, it's refreshing, right? He's very mm-hmm. relaxed. Even when he's hosting, he's very smooth and just kind of lets everyone do their thing. He doesn't step on anybody. He's just, he's a very, he's a cool cat. I'm a big fan of Rich Eisen. <laughs> First, First hire for, of the NFL Network. That's incredible. That's and, wild. Him and DP were great together though in Sports Center when they back in the back day. Back in the day. Oh, and yeah. then DP has his thing. Yep. Rich does his thing. They're both that's reason why they're probably both where they're at, by the way. Mm-hmm. So DP and Rich were together. Rich says you can give me an hour. Come do that. DP says you can get ten minutes if you need it. Well, I'm going to go to California where the weather's nice. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Uh, big thanks to Rich Eisen. Big thanks to all of you for listening. We got Diggs picks in there. Shout out to Amigo, by the way. Go ahead and get one of them. Hashtag Endgang. Hashtag Endgame. Send us a photo of you watching uh, Pat McAfee, professional baseball player. We appreciate you so much. Entering the Grote. It's beautiful. Numbers are doing well, by the way. We appreciate you all being active. It's only five bucks. Remember that. Uh, you guys have an incredible day. We will chit-chat with you on Tuesday on this show. Tomorrow, Heartland Radio 2.0 with bangers, the whole thing. Have an incredible weekend. So thankful for you. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.